Today I am with David Avocado Wolf in North Bay, Ontario. And today is the best day ever, isn't it? Always, only all the time, again and again, forever. Forever. So I'm so excited for this. We've got so much coming up for you. But first, I want to talk to you about what is to you your definition of the best life ever, the best day ever, the best success ever? Well, the first thing I love about the best ever is that you turn it over to a, a power that's higher than you mm. because you can't decide what that is, right? Best ever immediately implies a faith because I've had so many best days ever, insane turnarounds of days, days that start out as the worst ever turned into the best ever to a point where I have absolute faith and total confidence that there's a higher power listening. Mm. And so when you when you think of best ever, you know, oftentimes we're like, oh, I gotta put my head on, I gotta figure out what that is. I don't, no, I don't. I turn it over to the creator. Creator figures out what that is. So that's what I like about best ever. And it's unique to every individual. That's what another thing I love about it. I love that. So unique to every individual and you are just so unique and so special and magical. Now tell me to you, what does that mean? We all talk about this definition of success. We all talk about, you know, if I only have this or get that one. Tell me what your definition of success was. What did you want to get to? Well, I wanted to get to the land. I wanted to get back to the land. I grew up as a, as a horticulturalist, which means I'm a tree grower. I've mm. always been a fanatical tree planter. It's interesting. I got to thinking about it a few years ago and I realized that I started renegade planting trees in my neighborhood when I was five years old. Wow. Like when I was first conscious, really, you know, I would, I would like literally plant pine trees in people's yards. They didn't even know it. So that's just something that's just been always very close to me is planting trees, fruit trees, started growing avocados in the summer of 1978 in East San Diego County. And uh, it's just been a lifelong passion. So that's part of my definition of success is getting back to the land. So for you, you, your happiest is when you're in the land. Yes. You're planting trees. Yes. When Absolutely. you're in Kauai or here, yep, that's where you retreat, right? That's where you go back to. Yeah, I absolutely love it. And uh, and so that, you see how that is for another person might go, what are you ta- like? What, what are you talking? But yeah. another person might be into gardening. Mm-hmm. No, I like gardening. I like growing vegetables, but I'm, it's not my favorite. I'm more of a tree person. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's how we, that's why I like best ever because it just it modulates to you, and it also there's a built-in faith. There's a built-in turning your power over to the creator and the creator goes oh you want best ever i'll show you what best ever is bam so for you there's not that like there's not that outcome you don't wake up in the morning and go okay i want to manifest this into my day you just you just show up stage yeah you know i've been setting goals since 1984 it's a long time Mm. so you know you can imagine after all these years i've learned some things about goal setting one of them is you set a goal you get a goal the forces are enacted by the cosmos that there's something that's listening. Mm. And so I got out of overthinking everything, right? Which is, oh my God, this goal didn't happen. I, you know, I wouldn't get, you know, that's all overthinking stuff. One of the phrases that really helped me a lot was God's delays are not God's denials. Mm. So if something, if you have a goal, sometimes it takes 20 years to get that goal, Yeah, but you'll get that goal. And it's the journey, right? I'm so I'm so about that journey, like learning to love and and create those best days ever through the journey, right? So it doesn't just become only when I achieve this certain outcome will I be happy, but I'm happy along the way, like I'm creating along the way. 
that led to, you know, for after all those years of goal setting, so geez, what is that, 35 years of goal setting, mm-hmm. I eventually stumbled across a very important concept. And that is all goals are about ways of being, ultimately. If I get a yacht, I'm going to feel this way. Yep. If I get this amount of money, I'm going to feel that way. If I get this, I'm going to feel some other way. Why not just set the goal to feel that way mm-hmm. and forget about the other stuff, right? Like, I don't need to achieve something like, okay, I have a yacht now. So now I, you know, now, now I I'm feel important. this now way. Now I have significance. Yeah, that doesn't, that actually is never how it works out anyway. Because, you know, in my case, if I had a yacht, then you got to pay the people to take care of the yacht. Oh, yeah. And you got all these other issues. You got to make sure you have fuel for that yacht. And there's just a whole bunch of stuff. So that's why I don't have a yacht. <laughs> you know, it's like, it was just, you know, it, the goal itself wasn't really the thing. It was really the way of being that the goal was going to bring me. So again, I just changed my goals to, why don't we just make it a way of being? Mm. So I make my goals like, one of my favorite way of being goals is I effervesce with radiance and joy. Mm. It's a way of being. So every day you can show up as that. Right. And every day you're crushing that goal. Totally. Right. And then I achieve that goal. You know, so I achieve that goal. I'm stoked daily. And that's a that's just you know you can only get there you know I'm hopefully cutting a lot of you know people to right to the head of the mm-hmm. head of the line right now because it took me many many decades to come to that conclusion. So and if we go into how how can how can everyone listening say I love that that sounds phenomenal but you know having a house in Kauai and one here and just being able to be in the woods and planting trees doesn't seem like I don't know how to achieve that and maybe that doesn't resonate with me but so how can somebody get to what they want what their ideal is how can they feel the feeling well the first thing is to set the goals that you hear about like you know, I want whatever it is. Let's say somebody wants a mansion. Okay, mm. you know, if you really want that, then set that goal and, and really and go for it. And and I love what Jim Rohn taught me. Jim Rohn taught me that anything worth having is worth working for. Yes. Anything worth having is worth working for. So if you work towards those those things, those physical goals, travel goals, then inevitably you eventually stumble across what I'm talking about here, which is the way of being goal. That doesn't mean all your goals have to be way of being goals, but it should be at least 25%. And you start to realize like, okay, way of being like, what do you mean by that? Like, I'm happy. Okay, that's a good way to start. Right. But ultimately you want to get a little bit deeper than that. I'm deeply fulfilled in my soul daily. That's Mm. a way of being goal. Mm. See what I'm saying? It's a little deeper than just I am happy. Yeah. But you work that out. You figure that out. You can start out with, okay, your goal is I am happy. Mm. Great. But then over time, you realize there's more depth and you can you can expand your way of being goals and other goals too, physical goals, travel goals, achievement goals. There's a lot there. So if, so if goal setting, manifestation, all that is not part of your routine, tell me your morning routine. How do you get to your mindset? Mindset's important to you, right? So how do you get to that mind? How, do, how can people shift to a mindset of working towards that? Because you work, you work really hard. Yeah, you've got to have an attitude that that gets you up and gets you moving every day, right? That's it's really you know I, I was just telling um, Amir, attitude creates aptitude. Mm. If you have an attitude like I can get this done, I can achieve this, I can I can work out these problems, I can figure it out, then you will be able to work it out. You will be able to figure it out. But it begins with attitude. Mm-hmm. It's one of the great lessons of success technology. Your attitude controls your aptitude. Your attitude controls a lot of everything. Mm-hmm. So if you get up in the morning 
and you're in a high vibrational state from eating well and you're healthy, it's easier to stay in the right attitude. It's harder to stay in the right attitude if you're unhealthy. And that's where, you know, obviously we're going to go into something completely specific and to detox and superfoods and how to, you know, really use food for your vitality and for your energy. And we're going to talk about that. But I want to get to one more thing before we shift into foods because I know this is... You know, that's the magic right there, right? Because in the morning, what you feed yourself and what you put into your body and the, like that, that's really the pillars of for you to create that energy and get into that flow, right? So, so, so tell me something. So something that I, that I really speak about is this whole area of work-life balance, right? And it's funny because so many women think or so many people think that that's a woman thing. But everybody work life's balance, right? And I feel like it's something that you have, you're really, really specific on your work life balance. And can you, because when you work, you work, like you power through those seminars and speeches and you could go all day long and just crush it all day, all night, but then you're able to retreat. So tell me how you specifically are able to balance like this really productive and then an order to balance both. I was lucky my aunt taught me when I was very young. I started working when I was 14. I started Mm -hmm. working in her grocery store in Columbia, Missouri, age 14, worked out when I was 15, 16, those early days. And she taught me work hard, play hard. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Because if you work hard, then you can, then you feel good about playing hard. Yeah. But if you only play hard, all of a sudden you start going, "Uh uh-oh, I need to get some work done. Yeah, I need to get my life together. But then you work too hard, then all of a sudden you're like, it starts being terrible, yeah. right? You're like, Where, where's my play? Like, no, I love my work. And so to me, work is fun. Mm. But it's also very important, like, for my play, which is I need to be out in the yard. I need to be planting trees. I need to be in the forest. I need to be away from the numbers, yeah, from the specifics of, like, okay, I've got to communicate this message to this person, get this purchase order out, whatever those, those things are. Even though I like doing that, mm-hmm. and, and to me, you know, that is somewhat fun. It's just better to keep that internal thermostat going and saying, okay, I've been working now 10 hours today. Yeah. Let me get up and go out for an hour walk in nature, even if you don't think you need it. Mm. So for you, it's like getting... So so what's like your best tips in terms of somebody that is really wanting to work at a super high performance, be peak performance, get into the travel game and everything? How do they also balance this play? One thing is, is that you pick an amount of time that you just pour it on. For example, mm. maybe it's an hour and 15 minutes. Then you take a five or 10 minute break. Then you come back and you pour it on for another hour and 15 minutes. Then you take a 10 minute break and you come back and pour it on for another hour and 15 minutes. That can really help your performance. And you know that time where you go outside, maybe you do 10 deep breaths. Maybe you go outside and you water the garden. Maybe you go you know, hang out with your kids for 10 minutes or something mm. like that. So you have that moment of play all the way through. So it doesn't get too intense because it can get very intense with lots of sitting, which is not healthy for us. Lots of computer and phone in your hand is not healthy for us. And that's why we've worked out over the years that like, hey, you know, go an hour and 15 minutes, take a break, then come back at it super hard and then take a break. And then maybe you do that all the way, you know, for 10 hours. Mm. And then you go, okay, I'm going to get an actual now measured hour in nature. And yeah. that's from our superhero training many years ago with, with Nick Good and yeah. all those great years that we had. We worked out that if you don't get people with a measured hour of nature every single day, mm-hmm. they, they'll all of a sudden it'll be 40 minutes. Yeah. The next thing you know, be like, oh, I'll skip today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't need today. I'd like, yeah. Yeah. 
And it's like, no, we got to get it in. So we, you know, we get that measured hour nature in every day as a, it's a discipline. Okay. So I love that. And I love that. So we have the work, we have the play. How do we balance the relationships part? It, it's really important to have healthy relationships because it can corrode your productivity if you're in an unhealthy relationship. It's very, very important. It can corrode your, your kingdom, mm. right? So at the core of everything is really not only relationships with your significant others and family, but also relationships with friends, mm-hmm. relationships with the people you work with. And if there's a problem there, we all know and have experienced that any disturbance, especially the closer it is in, deeper into family, partner, daughter, son, whatever, it, it affects everything else. And so you have to keep that at the very foremost front of your consciousness that that has to be settled. You and how do you nice... make time for them? How do you, how do you manage the balance of relationships and people that are important to you? Do you have a big circle or a small circle? I have a big circle because I think of all the traveling, it is mm. a kind of a, you know, this is something we can get into. It's kind of the curse of traveling, yeah. which is people like, oh, I'm gonna go travel the world. I wanna do what you're doing. I wanna do this for yeah. you. For, I've been doing this for 25 years straight. You know, I haven't been in one place for more than four weeks in 25 years. And wow. uh, when that adds up, and so I realized it's my karma, right? It's like my destiny. Mm-hmm. I, it's hard to evade it. I can't just stop because I have all these friends all over the world. And what's cool about social media and cool about our phones is that I can stay in communication with all these wonderful people, all my really close friends all over the world almost every day. Mm. And that's a really cool thing that was never possible before. And that allows me to have that wide circle and maintain it, but that's also a lot of work, right? I'm constantly communicating with people all over the world every day and in, in a just in a friendly way. Mm-hmm. It's not a business thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, all my business advisors are like, you need to cut, cut that all, off yeah. and you need to focus on your business more. And I get that, and that's I get the logic of that, but it is they don't they're not me. Yeah, I'm a world traveler. I've got people, friends of mine in Sydney, Australia, in Bali, Indonesia, in Peru, hmm. in Mexico, in South Africa, in Latvia, Estonia. You know all these places: New York City, Toronto, hmm. Montreal. Mind you, y'all in the building. <laughs> okay, so I love this. So for those listening and so, you know, loving what you do and the message that you have, it's really so important to be able to truly find that what play is for, for them as well, right? For yeah. you. And that's the, different per the per person. Per person, right? What's that success definition? Number one is what is that definition, right? And then you actually have to show up and work at it. And then you have to inject the play, right? Inject the play, inject the play, and surround yourself with these super fulfilling, healthy relationships that feed your soul, right? Totally. Well said. I mean, that was well characterized. And and what's interesting about that, that's a framework. It's a beautiful mm-hmm. framework, but you each person individually fills in that framework. And a lot of that has to do with your values, right? Values are really important. What do you value? You know, some people really value their, their, the quality of their coffee in the morning. Mm. <laughs> I don't drink coffee. Mm-hmm. I don't value that. <laughs> like that's not right? but a that, thing. To, for somebody's best day ever, it's going to be the best darn coffee ever first But you value your chocolate. But I value my chocolate. <laughs> you value and so it better chocolate. be the best chocolate ever, ever, you know, in the morning or in the afternoon or whatever. 
And that's just, you know, that's how we differ. And so that's the, that's another thing about success technology. It's about working with these frameworks mm -hmm. and then filling in the blanks based on your unique values. And tapping back in, right? Like to me, it's always that tap back in and I'm like, am I aligned with what I'm doing? Because so often, you know, whether you get real successful in business, then you have your advisors telling you this because they're all making money. Everybody's making money off of this you know, this machine. So they're like, you got to work more. And then there's relationships and then they all want your time, right? And then there's, you, so it's really to be able to tap back in, get aligned with yourself and say, am I, is this really resonating with me? Am I back into my definition of what made me happy and joyful and fulfilled? I love it. Can we talk about on the next one? Can we talk about how to actually detox, how to actually set your body, set your nutrition, set your superfoods? How can we actually set our bodies so that we can be in optimum vitality? Well, there, there's a framework right there is that we've all been exposed to different chemicals. We're breathing in automobile exhaust every single day. We don't even realize how toxic that is because it's so common. Some of the most harsh carcinogens in the world are in automobile exhaust. Two of the top carcinogens involved in breast cancer are in automobile exhaust. Wow. So even if we're eating well, we still need to do a little extra to deal with breathing in automobile exhaust, let alone everything else, toxins and water, toxins in food. And so this is where we have to really look at like the idea of, hey, let's make create a framework where every single year we're doing one, two, three, four detoxes mm. where we thin down to the original it's really the original energy source of a human being. Okay, but don't tell all the secrets. That's the next one. No, we'll <laughs> okay, yeah. let's go to I that. Mean, there's so much there. I know, just, right? So let's on. detox. Just I'm excited idea, about this. That framework is so important just to know, like, okay, like we're, we're coming up here to the end of the summer. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for people in, in Australia and South Africa and, and Peru and in the Southern Hemisphere, it's the end of their winter. Yep. That's a good time to cleanse. Okay, so let's get to cleansing. We're good. Thank you. It's, it's really good. I mean, it's, that's another thing too, is cleansing is self-evident.